Hi there, do you have a new puppy or maybe you're getting one soon, introducing one to your home? This episode is all about how to get started working with your puppy, building an amazing connection and relationship together and where to begin when it comes to training. We're talking about socialization, about sleep and most importantly about how to build that connection because it's all very well knowing we need it but how do we get started? I will see you in there. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi there and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. Today we're going to be talking all about puppies, one of my favourite topics. So if you have a new puppy in your life, hopefully you'll find this episode helpful. Of course, a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about is relevant to rehome dogs as well. So if you have just brought home a rehome dog, don't tune out. You might find some stuff that's useful for you as well. Okay, so just to get started, I've got 10 tips, strategies, ideas to share with you today. Now, I could have come up with 50, 150, 550, but I think there's a lot of overwhelm when you get a new puppy. So have you had that moment yet? If you have brought a new puppy home, have you had the moment? They're so cute. They're so wonderful. They're so lovely. They're running around. And then you suddenly turn around and look at them and you think, oh gosh, I've got to keep you alive, one. (laughs) I've got to bring you up in the right way. I want to make sure you're happy, healthy, safe, well-trained, well-behaved. Oh my gosh, where do I even start? There's so much to think about. Ah, I've definitely had that moment. Even as a professional dog trader, I've looked down at a new puppy and thought, ah, right, yes, this is quite a large amount of responsibility. And of course it is a big responsibility, but what I want to invite you to do is to really make the most out of these first few weeks and months. Really focus on loving your dog, enjoying your dog, spending quality time with your dog, rather than obsessing over what you think you should be doing or what everyone else tells you you should be doing. So with that in mind, these top 10 tips are a little bit outside the box in terms of what you would find in a normal training book or a normal training guide, but it's just with a focus of building your connection with your dog, okay? So the first one, number one, we're gonna replace a few words. So I want you to think about replacing the word train or training with connect or connection. You're gonna replace the word obedience with bond and the word exposure with introduction. Okay, so why does that matter? They're just words at the end of the day, right? (laughs) Why is it important? It is important because the words that we use influence how we act. Even if you think about the very kind of basic sounds that we make when we use words, to me, some words sound round (laughs) or calming or comforting, and some words sound sharp or harsh sometimes it's the way that we say them but the actual meaning behind the words is really important as well because the meaning that we attribute to things affects how we then behave towards those things so if we think less about our dogs needing to be well trained and obedient and more about them having a wonderful connection and bond and relationship with us then you get the fantastic training and obedience that you want but because your dog wants to work with you so 
think about just changing up how you're approaching working with your dog so that it's all coming from a place of how can I build my dog's trust in me, their trust in me to touch them, to spend time with them, to call them and see if they'll come back to me. All those kinds of things you're going to build on in the next few months and weeks. But just for now, will they come to you? Will they want to spend time with you? Will they allow you to stroke them? If you give them a little stroke, can you take your hand away? See if they come back in for more. That's how we start to build our trust and our connection with our new puppy. The third word that I used was changing exposure to introduction. This is so important because socialisation in puppies is really badly misunderstood in a lot of cases. Whenever I hear that word exposure, expose your dog to this, that and the other, that always makes me shudder a little bit (laughs) because exposure is a harsh word. It's about let's just put you in a situation and see what happens. You need to get used to it. You need to be exposed to it. Well, actually, sometimes that can backfire. So rather than doing what we think we're doing, which is helping our dogs to get used to new things, new sounds, new places, instead what accidentally happens is they can feel overwhelmed by those things, which is exactly the opposite of what we're trying to do. So instead, slow little introductions. Let me give you an example. If I was to take my puppy into a shop, maybe I'm carrying them in my arms I wouldn't be shoving them in everyone's faces. Here, stroke my dog. Here, see this dog. Oh, look at this rabbit over here if it was a pet store. (laughs) Um, look Look at this worker. Look at this person here. That can be overwhelming to a dog. Instead, if someone asked if I could, if they could stroke the puppy, I might say, oh, let's see person approaches if the puppy cuddles into my neck and says no I don't don't want to see them right now that's okay we just ask the person to stand a couple of meters away and then see if they if they maybe want to approach in a few seconds if they don't that's fine maybe all your dog needed that day was actually to go into that shop that was enough (laughs) they didn't need to be quote exposed to lots of different things so taking it at their pace and thinking of it as a nice slow introduction is a really good way to handle it Okay, number two, as much as you possibly can, and this is really hard for us as humans, take no out of your vocabulary. Take no out of your vocabulary, take uh uh-uh out of your vocabulary, take hey out of your vocabulary if you possibly can, whatever word it is that is your way of telling your puppy off basically. Because there's lots of reasons for this, but A, if you're start with your puppy if your start of training in the very beginning of their life is based on telling them off and telling them no and telling them don't do that then actually your puppy's giving you pretty good information if you're spending most of your time saying no then you haven't yet set up your environment for your puppy to succeed so let's say you've got a cable chewer your puppy goes and tries to chew the cables behind the TV every single day and you say ah uh-uh, and they come away and 30 seconds later they're back chewing it again okay well currently that puppy hasn't had sufficient education from you to understand that it's not safe to chew cables and they can't do that so a couple of options Do some training helping your dog to disengage from those cables. (laughs) So that would look like having them on a lead in the room. And whenever they come away, you're going to reward them heavily. But you're not going to tell them off because they're not going to have access to those cables. The other thing to do would be to block off the cables completely. Put some kind of barricade so your dog can't practice the thing that you don't want them to do. 
Quite honestly, a young puppy needs to be supervised 24 hours a day. And when they're not being actively supervised by an adult, then they need to be contained in some way for their own safety, whether that's in a puppy proof room, a pen, a crate, whatever it is that you're working with. But they need to be supervised because they will get into everything, (laughs) including chewing your wires. So set your puppy up so they don't keep repeating that bad behavior and then you don't have to keep telling them off so try as much as you can to ask for things that you would like and then reward for those things also reward for your puppy's own good choices if they come into the room and they don't go towards the tv but they come to you what a fantastic choice good dog maybe a little little treat a toy maybe some affection some strokes whatever it is they like to do So really try as much as you can not to punish, but to reward instead. Number three, this is, this could go into many categories, but it's got its own because it could not be more important. Your puppy needs sleep, sleep, sleep. Just like a young child, they will fight to stay awake. They don't want to miss out. They're so excited by everything that's going on in the world. I mean, honestly, if you were excited by a leaf then imagine how exciting it is when there's children playing or there's adults talking or there's people moving around the house. It's understandable they don't want to miss out. However, if your puppy does not get enough sleep, A, it's not good for their brain development and B, you will suffer. (laughs) You will get more nipping, you will get more hyperactivity, you will get more of the things that you don't want because your puppy's overtired. So you really need to help them with this. Don't just expect them to fall asleep on their own because they won't. (laughs) So this is where your safe space training comes in useful, whether it's a crate, a pen, a bed, as I said before, a puppy-proofed area that way you can set them up in there with something to chew on that's safe and supervised let them have a little chew let them unwind and let them go to sleep have it in an area that's not heavily trafficked by much of the house so they've got some time to rest and relax and that way you're going to start to see a calmer puppy a puppy that's more able to learn because they are getting enough sleep. Now, don't get me wrong, they're not going to be an angelic, perfect dog straight away, but they're cute enough to get away with it, so I wouldn't worry about it. But sleep is so important. And to give you an idea, first few weeks I've got a puppy, 20 hours of sleep a day is what I'm looking for. And you might be like, oh my gosh, my puppy's getting like six. That's usually what's happening. And that can account for a lot of the difficulties you may be currently having. having. So just have a little think about how you can help them with that. Okay, number four make a chart so whether you are a spreadsheet person mobile phone person pen and paper person doesn't matter you're going to make yourself a little chart of your puppy's needs this will just make sure that you are cycling through all of the things they need during the day so that you both don't get frustrated because just like I said with sleep if your puppy doesn't have certain needs met they will start to tell you that they might tell you by vocalizing and barking in your face they might tell you by digging up your sofa they might tell you by doing often a lot of the things that we don't want them to do now firstly that's annoying for us but it also means your puppy's needs aren't being met which is obviously not good for them emotionally and physically in some cases too so we want to make sure we've just got a little chart on the go to make sure we're fulfilling their needs so you can add whatever you like to this but I'm going to give you the real key ones that I would always have on my chart no matter what 
So food, <laughs> make sure they're not hungry. Puppies will go through growth spurts where they're much hungrier at certain periods. Let them have some more food. You don't have to stick to what it says on the back of the packet. I never do, to be honest. I often feed a lot less for my adult dogs, but that's another story. But make sure they've got enough to eat. And if they're hungry, you're helping them with that. Sleep, we've already spoken about. Um, exercise so age appropriate exercise little short bursts of exercise whether that's outside whether that's play with the in the garden or in the house with you doesn't matter doesn't have to be a long walk but just little bouts of exercise a few times a day play (laughs) just spoke about that one so play is so important it builds your connection it builds your bond it's fun for you and your dog and you can use play in your training for years to come so having a dog that likes toys is really really helpful but even if they don't like toys so much they can play with you they can chase you they can run after you the only thing I don't normally do with my dogs is I don't do kind of rough house play so I don't get down on the floor and wrestle with them um, mainly because I think it can damage relationship quite a lot and especially if you've got a, a bitey puppy it can encourage a lot of biting when they're little And thirdly, they're very delicate, so I don't want to be pushing them around and having little bones slamming into the floor and that kind of thing. So that's something I don't tend to do um, personally, but other types of play, fantastic. Affection, where it's wanted. So cuddles and strokes and all that kind of thing is really important, but just watch your dog, watch their body language, and there's loads of information about dog body language online, but just notice, do they actually want to be stroked right now? Do they actually want to be cuddled? Is this welcome, or am I hugging my dog and my dog's like, please get off? Because a dog will react eventually, whether that's with a bark, a nip, a bite, whatever, so make sure that that affection is is wanted, <laughs> firstly. There's lots of ways to give affection to your dog. It doesn't have to be in the form of a hug. And I certainly wouldn't start there. Some dogs like to be hugged. A lot don't. And some will tolerate it, which isn't a position I ever want to put my dog in. So affection, attention, really, really important. Um, don't feel as though you sh- you're spoiling your dog. I hear that all the time. People give me this guilty look and say, oh, I really spoil my dog. And I say, what does that mean? They say, oh, well they're allowed on the sofa or I give them loads of loads of strokes and I'm like great (laughs) do more of that that's fantastic so yeah really really important and the last one some gentle introductions so like we spoke about at the beginning a little a little bit each day introduce your dog to something new so whether that is putting a stuffed kong under your foot and doing a little bit of brushing whether that is carrying them to see the cat next door, whether that is making a noise, dropping your keys on the floor and sprinkling some food for them to eat to make that a positive association with sudden noises, anything you like. There's a whole whole myriad of things that you can do to help your dog have some gentle introductions to the world. Okay, number five. So building on that a little bit more, These socialisation checklists um, that you can find online, some of them are great, some of them less so. So when you have acquired some kind of socialisation checklist, so things to gently introduce your dog to, the most important thing I want you to think about is, does this make sense? So if the list is saying something along the lines of, Um, introduce or expose (laughs) your dog to a baby, to a toddler, to a six-year-old, to a 10-year-old, to a 14-year-old. 
I mean, what's that really achieving? Because no two 14-year-olds are the same. No two toddlers are the same. They might have some similarities in terms of pitch and movement, but not necessarily. So I want you to worry less about showing your dog everything in the world and instead just focus on building small positive associations with general categories. So let me give you an example You cannot possibly introduce your dog to every single unexpected sound that they're ever going to hear. However, you can think about building through a range of volumes and different sounds just in your own house. So let's take the example I gave you earlier. You drop your keys, um, your house keys from about an inch off the floor and at the same time you sprinkle some food on the ground for your dog to eat. No reaction? Fantastic. I might drop them from a little bit higher next time still no reaction fantastic if I'm getting a reaction I need those keys to be further away from my puppy or closer to the ground or I might start with something less loud like a pen or something like that okay then from there you can drop them on a different surface you can drop them from a different height you can drop them at a different time of day you can do it really sneakily so your puppy doesn't see the treats coming doesn't see the keys All of that is helping them to be like, oh, that was an unexpected sound. Then from there, you're going to move to dropping a book. You're going to move to dropping a baking tray. That makes a real rattle. (laughs) You might play some sounds on YouTube. All of this, you haven't even had to leave your house. So if your socialisation checklist is saying, go and find a car backfiring, go and find someone setting off some fireworks, like realistically, that is quite hard. So you you can just do a lot of this stuff in your own home and just think about, Am I introducing slowly? Is my puppy looking comfortable? If they are, fantastic. If they're not, mm, maybe I know to need to take this step, take this back a step or two. Okay. All right. So number six, this is something for you. So just remember that the hard bits that you might be going through now or that might be to come, they are short-lived so puppies go through phases incredibly quickly now it doesn't mean that you just have to suffer there are things that can help so for example if you've got a real nippy nippy puppy and we've got a free guide that can help you with that I'll pop it in the show notes for you but I want you to really think about actually it will pass and it's not something you have to live with forever however start putting some some things in place now so if you want a dog that when they are 60 kilos like my dog is they don't put their paws on your shoulder however cute the jumping up might be now just think about how you can start to teach them to do less of it now we are not going to be shoving the dog down we're not going to be saying no we're not going to be doing any of that but actually Can we teach them that when people come towards them, they lay down or they go on their bed or they do a hand touch or something like that? So they still get to make connection with you, but actually they're not going to be leaping up and putting their paws on your shoulders. Now, with that example, the exception for me would be if my puppy was frightened. So if there was something that was alarming them, that had worried them in the environment and they came and put their paws up on me, I would comfort them because that's what they need in that moment so that's just something for that specific example but just start training what you would like when they're older when they're little in a nice fun way and remember it will pass (laughs) okay number seven of ten this is something I feel quite passionate about so I would invite you to swap extensive amounts of sit training for hand touch training or hand targeting so sure of course you can teach your dog to sit if you want to and um, 
But I think people overuse the sit, so they use it for everything. And there's so many other things you could be teaching as well. So hand touch is super, super easy to teach. Um, the best way of teaching it for a little puppy, I find, is pop a little bit of food between two of your fingers, hold out a nice flat palm, and when you feel them eating the treat, you're going to say touch. Do that a few times, and then, honestly, they learn so quickly. Present your hand with no food in. When they touch it, then you're going to reward them from your other hand. So it's very quickly turns from a bribe into a reward and you get a lovely hand touch behaviour. This is great for recall. It's good for loose lead walking. It's good for connection when there's frightening moments. Fantastic for so many things. Um, and that's a really good substitute just for teaching lots and lots of sits. <laughs> okay. Um, number eight really important so teach your puppy that food and toys are fun so rather than just feeding them their breakfast and their dinner in a bowl and just kind of doing one certain type of play with them make it as interactive as you possibly can you can find tons of ideas for puppy enrichment online we've actually got um we had a advent calendar paws up dogs enrichment advent calendar this year with a different enrichment idea for every single day of advent so there's tons that you can work on um and we've got some enrichment ideas on our website as well if you'd like to take a look at pawsupdogs.com but the idea is just making it really fun for your dog to get their daily food allowance use it in their training use it in puzzle toys use it in sprinkle feeding to help them feel calm lots and lots of options same with toys so experiment have a little look what does your dog like do they like balls do they like tug do they like finding things do they like chasing you <laughs> do they like stalking their toys they're like hunting for their toys what is it that they enjoy and there's lots of different types of toys as well so there's fluffy tugs there's rope tugs there's squeaky toys so really experiment see what it is that your dog enjoys and make it fun with you so the idea isn't just that you dump a load of toys on the ground and walk off it's an experience you want to make it fun with you and that's going to be super helpful for your training in future as i said earlier okay number nine Teach your dog that their name means something and it means something good. <laughs> so don't just say their name all day long. So Maisie, 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 Maisie. What we don't want is for them to be like, oh, there's that word again. Instead, we want them to be like, aha, there is that word again. And that means I'm getting rewarded. I better get over to my mum or dad pretty damn quick. So you really want to think about how to make that name mean something fantastic to your dog. So they want to respond to it every single time. So much as you can, try not to repeat their name over and over all day along just for the sake of it but when you do say it make it incredibly rewarding for your dog to listen to it and the last one number 10 most important of all teach your dog that they can always look to you as a place of safety so they might go out and play with another dog in a few weeks time they might go and explore a new room in your house they might um, I don't know interact with someone else with another person and then they can come back to you 
and you will always be safe and you will always be a rewarding place for them. One of the most common mistakes people make with a recall is that they call the dog and call the dog and when the dog finally comes back they tell them off and they say you didn't come back straight away no treat for you. (laughs) So the dog's like well it wasn't very safe to come back to you was it I should have stayed over there doing what I was doing. So always teaching your dog that they are you are a safe base from which they can explore the world and that's how you start to build a secure attachment with your dog so they are my top 10 tips for starting to train your puppy and you may have noticed there wasn't a whole lot of what we would call formal training in there and that's because that most important thing is building that connection and building that bond and then from there sky's the limit with your training so don't rush it take your time and enjoy your puppy Stay with me if you have a new puppy in your life or maybe you have a new rehome dog. Starting in January, we have a free five-day puppy training challenge. It's an amazing way to get started with some brilliant training for your new dog and to help them to build a connection and a trusting relationship with you, all for free. So if you would like to join us, just click the link in the show notes and I will see you in there. Take care.